Will new chemistry make for a cleaner atmosphere at Team Ineos? Triumph in the Dolomites for Man and Bakker. Has your bike fitter made you illegal? And Vuelta a España in too easy shocker. I'm Gary and this is the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends Podcast. Welcome everybody to another Saturday Supplement. It's Saturday the 16th of December. Christmas is almost upon us and we've got one show left before we um, delve into the festivities. Um, It's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke. Sorry about last week, um, if you were missing me. Um, Yeah, real life, if there is such a thing, kind of intervened. However, I've got quite a lot of stuff to catch up on over the last last two weeks and in the world of professional cycling. Now, changes at Team Ineos, I hinted at um, at the start of the show there, and they've appointed a new Chief Executive Officer, Performance Director, and a Head of Racing, um, and might even have signed somebody capable of winning a bike race um, since we last spoke. Um, Previously, the team's Managing Director, uh, John Allert, has now been appointed the the Chief Executive and will be responsible for the day-to-day management of a squad of about 30 riders. Um, Alar has previously spent about a dozen or so years with McLaren Group um, in a kind of marketing and type roles and finished with a, a brief stint as joint MD of Team Barry and McLaren. So, you know, he knows cycling. Um, the team also announced the appointment of Dr. Scott Drawer um, as performance director. Um, he's previously worked with Team Sky, Natch, as well as England Rugby, UK Sport and Kel Surprise Team GB. Um, you don't have to have been involved with Team GB to work here, but it helps. Um, of more pertinence, and dare I say interest, um, is the promotion of Steve Cummings uh, to the head of racing, um, and also the appointment of ex-Movistar rider uh, Iman Olerviti, um, who many of you will know as the, as the grown-up um, from the Least Expected Day documentaries on Netflix. Um, and all of this, of course, follows the departure of former Deputy Team Principal Rod Ellingworth. Um, and so the the promotion of Stevo um, effectively fills that gap. Uh, of course, the ever present, the ever present presence of Dave Brailsford means that the team will report to him and all the other faceless suits at uh, the Ineos Sport Group. In terms of who will actually do some bike racing for them next season, the, the team recently announced the signing of 2022 World Time Trial Champion Tobias Foss from Jumbo Visma. Um, and he f- joins fellow newbies, 18-year-old American wunderkind AJ August um, and 2018 Vuelta stage winner Oscar Rodriguez from Movistar. Um, they haven't exactly been prolific in the transfer market, really, have they? Um, other than losing the likes of Theo Gegenhart, Ben Tulit, Danny Martinez, Pavel Sivakov, Luke Plapp, to name but a few. Um, but it might be that by stabilising the top of the organisation, um, maybe they feel they've got already got the key pieces of the puzzle already in place. Um, 
And speaking of prolific in the transfer market, um, Lidl Trek have already started on the 2025 season. Um, snapping up Danish Phenom, it says here, Albert Wiven Philipson, who took, uh, you may remember, both the Junior Road and Cross Country titles at the Super Worlds uh, in Glasgow, in Scotland, uh, this past summer. Um, so there you go, ex-mountain biker and uh, Junior Road champion there. So that's something for the, the commentators to talk about when the, the racing gets dull in a couple of years' time. The Vuelta a España route will be announced uh, this coming Monday. Um, it starts in Lisbon um, in August. Um, and we've been uh, told it's likely to feature no transition stages, lots of climbing in the big mountains, um, before a showdown in the Asturian mountains, and obviously the traditional, uh, no traditional, uh, finish in Madrid. It's going to be a demanding Vuelta. Race director Javier Guillén told Spanish website Marca this week, says we're happy with the race we had in 2023, but it forces us to continue coming up with new ideas to make the race, the race at least as hard. Um, obviously, the Vuelta is famous for being a race for big Nancy boys, isn't it? My goodness. Um, the race is... This is you know, we'll find all of this on Monday, but the time you listen to this, possibly, you'll know. Um, so this is conjecture on Saturday morning. Um, it's expected to visit Galicia in northern Spain. Time trial, possibly, in there. Key mountain stages. Yeah, P- Pico Blanco um, in Burgos. Um, Mark also suggested that Lagos de Covadonga and the Cuito Negro climbs might be included uh, late on in the race as well. Um, it's also expected to visit Andalusia, Extremadura and La Rioja during, you know, 21 days of racing. Uh, jumping ahead, um, Guyen also said that the 2026 race, oh, keep up, um, could begin on Mallorca, um, or less likely in the Canaries, um, possibly with a summit finish in, on Tenerife, um, atop the legendary or infamous, depending on your views on why teams go to Tenerife, Mount Tidy. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, next season and the season a couple of years afterwards already fixed for the for the Vuelta this is the Saturday supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast powered by vivlavello.cc and just a quick reminder to let you know that there's still time to get your entries in for our festive Peloton competition, uh, where you can win a signed copy of Chris Sidwell's second book in the, the Cycling Legends series, T.I. Rally, Cycling's for Super Team, which is a cracking read, it really is, um, and I, yes, I did buy my copy. Um, entries for the competition so far include um, Polka Dot Jersey winner and 2002 Time Trial World Champion Santa Claus Botero, the Buffalo from Medellin, no less. Um, Jaco Alula's Elmer Reindeers. Uh, that made me chuckle. That is so absolutely obvious. Um, Nathan Van Little Donkey. Um, the seemingly indestructible Swiss time trialer, Stefan Kung-Herod, who will come after your firstborn as well as a um, a marginal gain on the, on the arrows, one should imagine. Um, and uh, three times Vuelta winner, uh, Missile Tony Rominger. See how it works. So if you want to chuck in uh, your entry for a... Um, a chance to win a copy of Chrissy's book. Give us your festive themed cycling um, name, team, race, you name it. Chuck it over um, to cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com uh, and I will announce the winner next Saturday on the uh, the final cycling, su- cycling supplement, Saturday supplement um, of the year. Um, while I'm also doing the announcement, um, our friend, you'll, you'll be f- familiar with uh, Prenda Ciclismo, 
um, purveyor of uh, always it was always fine socks, but loads of retro kit, um, books, accessories, you name it. Prendas have been a um, a name in British cycling for many years, and certainly since as long as I've been. Um, Certainly, since as long as I've been a roadie, um, they are crowdfunding, um, for for investment to to you know, obviously, um, help build the and and grow the company, um, and continue to to put you know, create you know, excellent, high quality, well priced, um, you name it, um, cycling kit. I mean, I've got umpteen Prendas socks, I've got jerseys, caskets, all those kind of things, um, and as well as, you know, I've bought innumerable books from them over the year. Um, hand over to prendas.co.uk and you can find out a little bit about this. Um, crowdfunding always sounds a bit, ooh, wait a minute, but you can actually invest as little as £10 um, in the in the, uh, the, the the venture under the, the cycling brands banner, um, but you can also get yourself 20% discount from there on, so it's a bit of a no-brainer. Um, you know, your your investment may be at risk. I, it would be irresponsible of me to, to suggest otherwise. But go over to Prendas.co.uk um, and follow the links and they'll find you all about how you can, you know, even to put a tiny bit of a, a tiny bit of investment into um, a brand that has been a big part of British cycling and, dare I say, European um, for a number of years. Right, back to the racing. Um, our UCI good story. Um, this this week, um, UCI announced the teams who have been awarded women's world tour licenses for 2024 and 2025 seasons. Um, confusingly, the first license cycle um, for the women's world tour ran um, over four years from 2020 to the end of this past season. Um, whilst from the 2026 season, it will adopt a three-year cycle. Allah, the men's world tour. Um, so for the next two years, the teams will be um, AG Insurance Sudal, um, who have you know, I'm going to say have been promoted, but they've you know, last been awarded the world tour um, license. And um, notably, no quick step um, on that registration there. Um, Canyon Sram, as you'd expect, Seratizit WNT um, are also a new world tour licensee. FDJ Suez, Phoenix Deconic, Human Powered Health, Little Trek. Um, live Alula Jaco. I always think Live Alula sounds a bit like Lidl's Live a Little, Live a Lot. So Live Alula Little Trek is going to confuse me um, for the next two seasons, but that doesn't take much. Movie Star, as you'd expect. Um, Roland, um, no Israel Premier Tech um, in that registration um, for the next two seasons, which is quite interesting. I don't know the, the circumstances behind that. Um, DSM Firmenich Post NL. Um, SD Works, as you'd expect. Uh, team Visma Lisa Bike, um, no longer Yumbo. Um, UAE Team ADQ and Uno X Mobility. Uh, so there's your 15 women's world tour teams for the next two years. Um, an application from Basque Team Laboral Kutscha Fundacion Escadi um, was rejected. Um, they'll race as a women's continental team next season. Uh, you will also see Kofi D Women um, and, wait for it, Tashkent City Women um, cycling teams in women's world tour races under the compulsory invitation rule um, for the two top-ranked Conti teams from the 2023 season. Um... There were complaints about the way in which the Uzbek teams, sorry, the Tashkent City, um, are, are from Uzbekistan, as you'd expect. Um, there were complaints about the way in which they garnered their points for qualification last season, um, hoovering up what a younger Mark Cavendish, for example, might have described as shit small races. Um, protests were lodged, the UCI have dismissed it. So uh, look out for Tashkent City women um, at the Women's World Tour next season. Um, fair play to them, um, you know. They're in it. They've won it. Um, so they're they're there on merit. 
dot 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 UCI weird although not probably as weird as we'd like it to be because they're an easy target but I shout to the escape collective for this one um UCI set to ban the extreme inward inclination of brake levers in air quotes there um next season um that was announced as part of um the, the agenda of their annual um stakeholder seminar for both the women's and the men's world tours um the agenda said, on the topic of safety, an explanation was given on the UCI's work with the cycling industry to create a clear regulation concerning the extreme inward inclination of brake levers. Positioning the levers with an extreme inclination limits the braking capacity of the riders and con- constitutes a modification of the product beyond its intended use. Such positioning will be restricted in 2024. In 2025, new regulations will come into force requiring compliance with the installation guidelines established by brake lever manufacturers. So there you go. Um, seeing turned in levers more and more, or we are, um, as riders try to make aero gains um, with the, the banning of the puppy paws um, position, which um, you know, which wasn't touching the brake lever at all. Uh, so, you know, it was a start. Um, but also, in my case, comfort. I, mean, I went to my bike fitter and went, yeah, probably angle in your, your, uh, your hoods a little bit there, Gary, because you're old and you're getting sore hands. Um, and also, I, I've... I, it was most notably to me seeing it in women's races um, where um, the uh, the hoods were angled inwards, and I suspect that may be for comfort um, and sizing as opposed necessarily to, to aerodynamic gain, gains. Um, essentially, they don't want the levers installed outside with the manufacturer's guidance, which which makes sense, I, I guess. And they, they cited some concerns over fatigue on the bars and so on. Flared bars kind of do that for you anyway. They, they, they automatically bring the everything in um they've even got a 3d printed tool to make sure that for next season all the brake levers will be within limits and not extreme whatever that means um so yeah it's i think adam hansen has been kind of selling the virtues of this that it does create a problem both braking performance because you know hydraulic disc brake reservoirs are at daft angles you could introduce air into the system and reduce the braking efficiency and also it's a bit you know it's not a natural um way to pull the levers if you consider what it's like when your 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 levers are you know parallel to the the front wheel so there is you know i think there is there are the positive intent here um i don't know if we've seen any instances where uh, extreme inclination has um prevented braking or been responsible for a crash or a bar failure or or whatever but uh, you know i'm glad the uci have decided to sort this problem out and you know not something trivial like rider safety or or equal pay for women still we can look forward to this and bigger fines for non-compliant kit next season and um, dodgy socks you know wearing the wrong colors not wearing a leader's jersey and stuff that could get you disqualified but anyway we move on Wout van Aert began his cyclocross uh, endeavours this season at Exact Cross in essence. In essence? In Essen, even. Um, too long, don't listen. He won by a minute and a half. Yeah, um, it was a, a rare super prestige and X2O trophy free weekend last weekend. Um, wasn't a stellar field, actually, but 
you know, I, I guess Wout's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't, um, and has to start his preparations um, somewhere. Um, it is good for race organisation. I, I will grant you that. Um, it was a day when you know, the, the winner of the previous round um, in Bergen, so Thibaut Nice was missing, Eliezer but was missing, Michael Van Turn at Lars van der Haar, um, because the World Cup was in Italy, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so yeah, um, he... Yeah, <laughs> he won by a country mile, basically. Um, by way of balance, the, the women's race also lacked um, Femme Van Empel, Celine Del Carmen, Alvarado, Sharon Van Anroy, Anna-Marie Vos, all of these people who'd been, also been at the first round. Um, and the race was won by Marion Norbert Ruberol. Um, so yeah, and so to Val de Soleil, or, or Soul Valley, as Eurosport were calling it on their, on their listings yesterday, which depressed me slightly. I sincerely hope this is not the standard of translation we're going to get on a, on a Discovery Plus from uh, Wednesday onwards. Um, look, there's a reason the Mountain Bike World Series goes to Val de Soli in the summer. Um, and there's also a reason that a lot of the cyclocross field doesn't go in the winter. Um, it's pretty mental um, on a snow course. Um, and we're coming into a crazy... Uh, you know, Christmas and New Year part of the, the Cyclocross World Cup, well, Cyclocross World Cup, X2, X2, X2O, you know, Super Prestige, it all happens. Um, there's about a million races in 10 days um, starting um, this coming Friday, which we'll talk about. Um, and you've also got preparation for the worlds around the corner as well. So uh, do you really want to go somewhere where it's icy and slippy and, uh, um, you know, the, the, the first corner crash in the women's race kind of underline my my dislike of um, the, the artificiality of let's go and do it in snow um, however um, the women's race was an inter- entertaining battle between uh, series leader Celine uh, Carmen Alvarado and her compatriot Manon Bakker um, Alvarado uh, recovered from the, 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 the aforementioned first lap mini first corner mini drama um, and maintained a a slender lead in pretty treacherous condition. There was a lot of running, there was a lot of really iffy corners. Um, and you know what? It was it any worse than mud? Well, at least mud's got something to grip to some extent. Um, Man and Bakker came past on the last lap um, as Alvarado was, was beginning to tire. Um, and she took um, a, a very popular maiden World Cup win um, with some 23 seconds in hand over the series leader. Um, Puck Peterson uh, rounded at the podium um, a minute and 35 back um, two. Um, we had another maiden win in the men's race, or maiden World Cup win, um, with the ever-consistent Yori Nunes of Trek Balwa Lions um, dominate from the start. Uh, Niels van der Putter of Alperson de Koenig was, a, was second a minute back, and the young Belgian uh, Joran Weisser, um, apologies in the pronunciation, um, of Kralen Correnden uh, finished a further 30 seconds back. Um, series regulars, Michael Van Turner, Eliezer, but Lauren Swaik rounding out the, the top six. Uh, so, to this weekend, um, and the in the mud, um, one, uh, rather than the snow, um, the X2O trophy um, comes to Rick Van Looy country, the, with Herenthal crossed in Antwerp in Flanders. Uh, Tom Pitcock and Matthew van der Poel go head-to-head for the first time. Uh, that was a late announcement from the, uh, the reigning world champion to join Pidders on the start line. Um, I was going to make a barbed comment about sandbagging and stuff, but, but I won't. Um, it's... You know, it's going to be it's good to see them back. Um, you know, two of the three biggies in the same race is always good. Um, and it will be exciting. But I really hope that Eliezer Bit and Michael Van Turner and all the regulars kind of wipe the floor with them. See where I'm going here? That's a bit mean for Christmas, Gary. Well, you know. 
it's my podcast. Uh, Femme Van Empel, Celine Del Carmen Alvarado, listen to Brand, they're all down to start the women's race, uh, plus Anna-Marie Wurst uh, and Val de Soli, Victor Manenbacher. Plus the perennial Denise Betzema, um, who I, I think she's great. Um, she's just solid. Um, you know, always the bridesmaid in kind of sense with uh, Betzema, um, who I really like. But from that list, I guess uh, I'm going to go for a for a, a Dutch winner, Materentals, <laughs> shock horror. Um, over to Wallonia, uh, the other side of Brussels, on Sunday as the World Cup returns from its Dolomite skiing holiday, um, racing in Namur. Uh, Tom Pidcock starts the main race, so he's two, racing two uh, days on the bounce. Sharon van Anroy, Inge van der Heiden join the aforementioned Dutch delegation. Um, Zoe Backstead um, is also back racing. Um, and all the racing this weekend is on GCN Plus, which sadly closes on Tuesday. Um, and I've already signed up for Discovery Plus, um, which, you know, I already get weird dealers on my telly and things, and as much as I like it, but it's going to be a bit weird. I'm really going to miss GCN Plus. Um, so, you know, I've said before, thank you guys um, for, you know, two years. You've absolutely revolutionised the way we, we watch cycling and I was going to say consi- consume content. I don't like that. Um, it's not content. There's a lot of work goes into this. Um, and it's it's going to be a bit strange. Um, I'm going to miss the documentaries. Um, you know, the commentary teams I suspect will be largely the same. Um, but there's a lot of other people that we we didn't hear. Um, every weekend. Um, so, yeah, good luck, guys. We'll miss you. Wrapping up then, this has been the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. We are back on this premium feed on Tuesday with the Feed Zone Christmas special. Um, I don't know if it actually will be special, but it was before Christmas, so we'll give it that. Um, if you haven't signed up for our, our premium content, you can do so at cyclinglegendspodcast.com. Uh, you can still get your festive Peloton entries into us at cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com. And as I said, we will announce the winner um next saturday on the on the supplement um you can follow us on on x on the socials cycling legends one and you can follow me personally at the gary fairly on x on threads on instagram if you're that way inclined um chris sidwells um is you'll have heard him mention before is the uh, the exclusive outlet for graham watson posters um go over to cyclinglegends.co.uk you can pick up a graham watson print you can pick up chrissy's book if you don't fancy entering our competition if you want to pay for it um, and you can pick up a whole lot of other stuff over there and um, last posting date will be monday the 18th of december although chris tells me um if you get it tuesday the 19th you might just sneak it in before um before it all goes crazy on the, on the, the uk postal service um no not a, t- a cycling team um so cyclinglegends.co.uk get there quick and you can hopefully get a book or a poster or some other stuff um and, or a limited edition cycling legends jersey as well forgot about that um yeah you get all that before christmas cyclinglegends.co.uk final thought before i wrap up um hot on the heels of the catalan ag2r's new direction their jazz odyssey um any of us bore hands grow on pseudo quick step oh celine dion really if you, if you even when you're using it ironically in your kit launch you're still using celine dion pack it in anyway they launched new kit this week and um, but with barry and victorious adopting a rather fetching not orange 
jersey for 2024 is the Gulf State guilty not only of sports washing but also now whitewashing <clears throat> yeah thank you so much for listening I'll speak to you again next Saturday on the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast powered by vivavello.cc <laughs>